Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, great to have you along again. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Dean Garamella. Dean is the co-founder and managing partner of an amazing platform which features recruitment jobs, marketplace, and community. It's called Source Owls. And Dean, before I get into Source Owls, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ben. And yeah, whereabouts are you in the US? I'm in Connecticut. Just snowed here for the first time. Ah, music to an Aussie's ears. We yeah. love the sound of snow. Good stuff. So yeah, Dean, Source Owls is a really exciting new platform on the scene, and I'd love to learn more about it and how it's been developed and all that sort of stuff. Do you want to just firstly give us a quick overview of what is Source Owls and who is it for? Sure. Great question, Ben. Source Owls is basically a community of recruiters that want to engage and recruit on job openings throughout the country. We have different industries, so everybody has their own specialties. We have a various variety of types of jobs and opportunities on the site where you engage on these jobs and interact with these job posters, just as you would in a normal situation, but you're doing everything right on a platform. So it's great for independent recruiters, side hustle type of recruiters. You can do this full time. We call it the anytime recruitment model. Yeah. Well, it's perfect timing with the whole rise of the remote workforce and people getting into the side hustles and independent, not even just side hustles, but independent consulting work and so on. It's much more of a portfolio type of career. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, you can work this full time and we have a lot of recruiters that are fully engaged and, you know, working on anywhere from 10 to 15 plus jobs at one time. We have other recruiters that really are more diligent on selecting one or two roles, and they might work those roles in conjunction with some other roles that they're working on in some, maybe they're an independent recruiter, or maybe they're a corporate IT professional, or whatever the case may be, they work on our jobs in conjunction with others, as long as they're, you know, not obligated to another company full time. But there's a lot of people doing consulting, or just doing, you know, recruiting out of their home that absolutely love the platform. Brilliant. And from the employer's perspective, what advantages do they have to use source owls? Sure. Great question. There's a lot of advantages for recruiters and for employers alike. Some of the benefits is through a traditional staffing firm, you only have the reach of the confines of that enterprise, whether that's a small niche company that has maybe 5 to 15, 20 recruiters to a larger company that maybe has, you know, up to 25, 30 or 50 recruiters. We have thousands of recruiters that you can tap into under one VMS or vendor management contract. So if you don't like a recruiter, you get to choose another recruiter right in the system. The second really big benefit our clients is we work on a flat fee. So what that means is We have a 15% minimum and a 50% maximum, but really the focus is on 15 to about 25 base salary. So what that means, Ben, is the employer can actually go in the system 
and say it's a VP of sales, it's a very important position to fill, they can put the flat fee based on a 25% fee. If it's a, another role that maybe isn't as important or they're able to source candidates more easily within, but they also do want to expand their search into using recruiters, they could set those fees at a lower percentage rate. Maybe it's 15 or 18 or 20%, saving them thousands of dollars on annual spend per year because they can dictate how much they want to pay. Additionally, under normal circumstances, if they pay the candidate more money, they have to pay out the recruiters more money. In our model, it's a flat fee. You can also up the fee and give the recruiters bonuses. If you're not getting traction, you could always increase, but you can't decrease the fee right in the system. So those are some really large benefits of using source owls versus using a traditional staffing firm. Got it. Now it's early days, I guess, for source owls, but in terms of employers and the recruiters using the platform, are there any particular areas of interest or speciality that you're going to try and track to the platform? Any types of industries or focus points? I think right now our major focus points are like IT, manufacturing, operations, supply chain. We have some healthcare in there. So over time, we're going to actually be feeding these niche positions and jobs based on their specialty. So when a recruiter signs up, then they are asked a series of questions. We ask them for their experience in the industry, how they recruit. We ask them for the LinkedIn profile because the system will not accept anyone without a minimum of five years recent recruiting experience. And then based on these question answers, we will find out what industry they're in, what jobs they like to work on, and we'll feed them those specific roles over time. So they'll get roles that they're more comfortable in working. And we've always found the more niche you can get as far as jobs and industries, the more comfortable these recruiters are, the more successful they're going to be within the platform and for themselves as well. And they're going to make more money. Absolutely. Well, I mean, regular listeners of this podcast would be sick of me by now talking about the power of specializing because it means you can you know, focus in on a particular area and know everything that's going on. Absolutely. You know everything that's going on. You know the pay level. You know the nomenclature, you know the keywords, buzzwords. Plus, you know where to farm from, who pays more, who pays less. You're able to navigate those areas much more successfully than someone that is just going into an industry blind and has to do all this research online. Imagine doing that time and time again how, you know, just the data input that you have to remember rather than working one niche and seeking out jobs within that niche is just so much more powerful. I'm just laughing to myself because I had a part-time job in my final year of college and it was on a government helpline. So any employer or any employee in my state in Australia could call up this one phone line and ask any question about employment and industrial relations and all that kind of stuff. And so I might be telling someone how much to pay an accountant one minute. And then the next call might be how many hours of overtime do I pay a person working in an abattoir cutting up meat? I'm just So I didn't have a speciality at that stage. And there's a lot of recruiters out there that consider themselves generalists. You want to keep everything interesting. And sometimes you want to go outside of your domain of focus. And that's okay. But limit it to 20, 25% of new stuff that you're learning, right? Because I think that if you're able to stretch the boundaries of your sort of niche, that you'll find other 
niches that are closely in the same areas and you'll be able to link those up longer term and you may be able to pull from one industry and pop in another and find little like hot areas that you can pull from one and put to another one so you always want to you know stretch your boundaries but you want to have that core focus as well and let's face it too the market's always changing so you never want to be too deep in one area because then you don't know how to go out and get the new cheese station, right? You always want to go out and get more more cheese and differentiate yourself from the others. So 110% agree with expanding the horizons, but at the same time being focused. Yeah, I know that's great advice for people listening. Now, it's always difficult in a marketplace environment because it's not just like a business can go out and get a customer or a new client in a marketplace you've got to bring both sides the buyers and the sellers let's say to the market and then get them to interact so you're trying to attract employers with vacancies and then you're trying to attract the recruiters to come on to work those vacancies to fill them and keep the whole system humming so what are your plans for attracting both sides of the marketplace to grow source sales another good question ben so we have an affiliate program that we're in the process of launching as well so if you work in the industry and you know a lot of businesses that are growing, refer those contacts to source sales and profit heavily. When placements are made, you get reoccurring revenue for 36 months. So that's one way we're doing that, as well as we have an internal sales team. We're actually looking for some salespeople there too, to go out into the marketplace and sell our platform versus a traditional firm. And as far as the recruiters, we're doing some social media advertising and, you know, doing podcasts with people like you, Ben, you know, just making source owls aware to the recruiting community. Yeah, I like that. And some people think, oh, how do we get more clients? As if there's one silver bullet. There is no silver bullet. I've been looking for that silver bullet for a long time. There is no silver bullet. You have to think out of the box. You have to create something that's different, tell a different story. And I think that's what we're doing is we're telling a different story. There are other companies doing sort of what we're doing, but this is a newer marketplace. I believe that the industry will be commoditized. And if you're not online doing something like this, the sheer reach that we're able to get to within a short period of time, just in the last eight months of launching this, never mind in the next five to eight years, how our reach is just surpasses even the largest of staffing firms so quickly because we're crowdsourcing. Everything, by the way, is within the system. When you go in there, you'll see you know, the job. You'll see how many recruiters are working on that job. So everything is very transparent. You'll see how many candidates that are in the system that are actively interviewing for that job. You correspond with these companies as you would in a normal agency. We don't have any barriers to actually go in there and you know communicate with these job posters. You could send them messages. They review your LinkedIn profiles. If you want, you can jump on the phone call with them. So you have all that communication that you're comfortable and used to, except it's done on the platform. Additionally, recruiters can earn bonuses in the system. We have three levels. There's what we call an elf owl, an owlette, and a true owl, okay? So an owlette is someone that is submitting candidates at an approval ratio of zero, or we should say one to 20%. An elf owl is 20 
to 50%, and a true owl is 51 to 100%. So if you're submitting candidates and your candidates are getting approved to buy job posters at a 50% or more, you're going to actually earn more in the system automatically, meaning the dashboard actually will change dynamically if you're able to get to that 50% and maintain that over time. Okay. So you give yourself a bonus to send out quality paper to these companies. We find that more active people are achieving true owl status very quickly and easily and getting the largest payout. Because when you submit over a candidate, that candidate's reviewed on that initial review, the contact information is blocked until they either accept or decline. So if your candidate is just close to a match, then they're going to accept that candidate, right? If your candidate's way off, then they're going to decline the candidate. Now, if they accept the candidate and then they reject it afterwards, that's fine. You don't get marked as negative there. Another thing is when you submit over the candidate, the job poster adds a minimum of three with a maximum of 10 custom questions that you must ask uh, the candidate when you do the interview. And then when you submit the candidate, you have to answer all these questions before we process this submission. So, you know, there's a lot of things in the system that are kind of baked into it, Ben, to make it easier for the recruiter to identify the candidate and to interview the candidate to understand their match qualification as well. That is fascinating. That's a really interesting development using incentivization and gamification and a bit of, yeah, just a bit of fun almost with the different labels as well, but yeah, it's incentivizing the kind of behaviors you want to make sure you check every box to make sure you've sent through quality paper, as you said there, which just raises the standard, doesn't it? Rather than just people trying to fling in candidates. You know, and then another thing is we have a dashboard that I monitor as well as the other executives monitor. And we believe in no black hole submissions. So the worst thing that any recruiter faces is sending a candidate to a client into a black hole, right? No one likes black holes. So what we do is we monitor and we have rules around how long a candidate could sit in our candidate pipeline. We have a candidate pipeline management system. It's simple, but it's very effective. When a candidate comes in, I have a dashboard that I look at and I could see all the candidates that are in submitted category or phase in the system. And if they go longer than four days, we send a custom note to the job poster that they need to review this candidate. If we don't get a response within 24 hours, we call them. If we don't get a response within a few days, we actually will shut it down so no one else can recruit on that job. We don't just stop there. If the candidate goes to approved status and interviewing status, we have different time phases that we watch these things all the way through till you either get rejected or we get a hire, right? And at that point, that's closure for us, right? So we're looking not to hire the candidate, you know, obviously that's the end goal, but we're looking to get those candidates through that interview process so you and the candidate know where you stand at all times. Additionally, there's 76 notifications that get sent out autonomously in the system. So when the job poster does any kind of action on your candidate, you'll be notified instantly of that action, okay? 
So there's 75 notifications that get sent out. That's a lot of notifications. Every step of the way, not only is the candidates notified, the recruiters are notified, and we try to keep everybody playing in that sandbox nicely. Wow, that's excellent. Yeah, and I'm just thinking back to my first HR manager job where we sort of set up internal guidelines for our own team, but one was definitely no one will hit Friday afternoon not knowing where their job application is up to. That means we have to call a bunch of people or send an email or whatever it was. Yeah, and I think it's important too that you know the candidates are also made aware of where they are in the process. And when the job posters reject the candidate, you get notified and the candidate gets notified. So it makes everybody's job a little bit easier. And we have custom rejection letters for the job posters. So I think four templates in there and they can do their own if they want to send those out. So we streamline the whole process. There's a circle back initiative to make sure that people tell candidates where they're up to in the system, but that's really good. A couple of things I'm curious about kind of leaning into the future is one is pay transparency. I suppose that's the next big thing that's coming down the line that may affect source sales so that job postings going to require, potentially require having, you know, salary bands, whatever listed on jobs. And then also something else that sort of struck me was as you're talking there with all the feedback and the compulsory questions that people have to ask is that you're going to have an awful lot of data in the system that might be anonymized and so on, but it'd still be really interesting over time to apply a bit of machine learning. And you would have some fascinating insights as to workforce in, you know, answers and beliefs and attitudes, skill levels, all kinds of stuff as the numbers increase. All kinds of different analytics and things like that and trends and all that kind of stuff will come out of this. Those are things that we'll be able to monetize longer term, you know, the average person is putting in about three to five or six questions, but there's other recruiters that put in, you know, they max it out at 10 questions. So it really all depends on how you work. We have a minimum of three custom questions. And then we also, if you don't have the time to really think of them yourself, we actually sort and stack. There's about 50 questions that you can just click on that are just quick to post jobs more quickly. Additionally, you don't have to type them all out each time. You type it out once and it saves it. So if you're using a question over and over as a job poster, it makes it really easy to post these jobs if you're doing a lot of them at once. Absolutely, yeah. Now you uh, sort of gave an insight as to how you're getting people into both sides of the marketplace. What would be your advice to other people who are trying to grow a business in the HR sector whether that's some sort of marketing or overall, but what's your advice to them on how to find and attract new customers or clients? You know, you really have to focus on your story and be a good storyteller at the end of the day, but find things that make you unique, right? I've always found this is the second HR company that I founded. The other one is called Higher Resources, which was a nominated two consecutive years for Hearst Media Top Workplace in the States here. So how you do that is, you want to tell a different story, find something that's unique, you know, SourceSile is unique, higher resources. We told the unique story there. We're a remote model. This is going back before COVID and it was popular to be remote. We had a lot of people that came into that company out of corporate and things like that. So we're telling a little unique story, but find something that makes you unique and that stands out and really focus on that and focus on your ability to submit out quality. Everybody's saying I have industry focus. I understand the industry better than others and things like that. That's all great. And I think there's some value there, 
but you need to stand out in some other way, whatever that might be. You got to find it. Yeah, absolutely. And invest in yourself. Don't invest in the stock market or crypto. Invest in yourself because that's one thing that you can control. You know, look at Mr. Wonderful. He lost how many millions of dollars on FTX? Invest in yourself and really just work every day like it's your last. And then finally, if people want to learn more about you or Source House, what should they do next? Simply go to either you can Google myself, Dean Garamelli, you'll find a ton of information on me, or you can go right to sourceowls.com and you can read up on who we are, what we do. It's very easy to sign up as a job poster if you want to post jobs. By the way, it's free to post jobs. You can post jobs for free on the system. We only charge a fee when the candidate gets hired, just like a contingency type of recruiting firm. You name your own price if we fill the role within our recruiter community. As far as to be a recruiter, it's even easier. Just go on there, apply. We ask you a series of questions. You put in your LinkedIn profile. It's important that you make sure you do add your correct link because we will not approve anyone with an incorrect LinkedIn profile. We review it. We look for five years minimum recruiting experience, recent recruiting experience, and you'll get an answer from us whether you're accepted into the platform within usually 24 to 48 hours. Love it. Yeah. So if you're on the go, make sure you check the show notes for the link. But yeah, otherwise it's sourceowls.com. So source being S-O-U-R-C-E, owls, O-W-L-S.com. Dean, I've had a great time learning all about Source Owls and also how you're growing the business and what the future holds. It's exciting. So thank you very much for sharing your story today. Yeah, Ben, thank you for your time. It's a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.